Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom on a Wednesday, one day earlier than normal. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we are brought to you by My Perfect Franchise today. Uh, make sure to like this video on YouTube if you're watching. Subscribe to the channel as well. And join us over at the Wolverine.com 29.99 for six months of premium content. We're going to get into some Michigan football topics here, a new transfer portal target here as we enter summer uh, and some other chatter as well, and then get you out of here uh, on this Wednesday. Um, but first let's talk about our friends over at my perfect franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream looking for a side hustle while working your current job, wanting to diversify, build wealth and or leave a legacy well, Andy can help. Andy Ludicky is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. So contact Andy Ludicky. Uh, head to the website, www.myperfectfranchise.net. Hit him up on the phone, 404-973-9901. Email him, andy at myperfectfranchise.net. And if you go to the website, you can book a time with him on his calendar. Again, consultation, 100% free. So uh, go support our great sponsor, My Perfect Franchise, Andy Ludicky, Fantastic gentleman over there. So uh, go check him out. Uh, we're also brought to you by our very own Michigan Football Preview Magazine, which we are working hard on right now. And we have a flash sale going on. So it's May 31st right now. But by June 1, if you pre-order it, over at the WolverineOnDemand.com, you can save $13. So you know you're going to want to get it anyway. You're going to see it on the shelves later on in July. So why not pre-order it, get it sent directly to your house right now, and save yourself $13. So head to the WolverineOnDemand.com to order, or our Twitter account. We have it pinned at the top, the link for that flash sale. So go and do that right now. If you see any bags under our eyes, it's because we're working on the football preview uh, around the clock these days, but it's all fun work. Uh, and we will do a show in a couple weeks here when we finish it up, talking about things that we learned throughout this process as well. But uh, gentlemen, how's it going today? A little under the weather. Um, had to cancel a hot golf date for tonight, so I'm depressed about that. But uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. And uh, But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you guys instead. <laughs> oh well that means the world i mean i know it's i know it's right up there right in the same room yeah, of, uh, not in the same do, stratosphere but... but i love you guys you're like my brothers oh, well that so means too. the world that uh, means yeah <laughs> i feel like uh with memorial day weekend coming gone unofficial start to summer is officially upon mm -hmm. us i think all three of us uh probably have a little little extra color a little extra pigment to the skin after uh, some time in the sun over the weekend and it was a good recharge getting into, you know, this these next few weeks is kind of a marathon stretch of getting this football preview. I have a you know a five page thing I'm working on right now for it that'll be turning by the end of the day. A couple other things like that coming in. Everyone's been doing that, so 
Um, yeah, these are people always ask, what, what, what do you do this time of year? The team's yeah. not doing anything. Spring football's over. And I'm like, this is arguably the busiest time of the year for us. So yeah. getting ready for that season. So we'll get a couple weeks of downtime here soon. But uh, for now, yeah. we'll just keep charging forward. Yeah, between basketball recruiting issue and the football preview and then, you know, spring football stuff, you know what, up until about June, the middle of June, you know, and then we get about a month to recharge the batteries and then uh, then Big Ten Media Day is here. So, but uh, I'll tell you what, this football preview is going to be fantastic. Some of the best articles I've ever written for it, I know. So uh, that I, I feel anyway, that that's with some good information. So uh, order it up, folks. Uh, we hope that you'll you, we'll do that. We'll give you some information on that. Yeah. Just from my standpoint, since I've been here, it feels like we've gotten as many exclusive interviews or more than ever for this issue. So it should be fantastic. 160 pages, glossy pages, uh, jam-packed with information, analysis, all of that. So go and order it um, as well. It's also camp season. So uh, you see some of the Michigan coaches out at satellite camps. They'll be touring the entire country. I know EJ Holland, our recruiting reporter, has uh, laid out on our message board some of the stops that they'll make throughout the our great nation. But uh, it is that time of year, too. And as Jim Harbaugh said a couple of years ago at, at a Ferris State camp, it's June now. It's time for football. Uh, so it's it's mm-hmm. almost June here on May 31st. So uh, it feels like we're getting into the swing of things. Uh, let's start with uh, a new transfer portal offer. Josh Wallace, a corner out of UMass, uh, was offered late last week. And, you know, no surprise there. Michigan has tried with a few corners this offseason. Off They've landed eight scholarship transfers, but none of them at that position. And it's an important one, one that I think Michigan clearly needs help at based on their actions of, of what they're doing in the transfer portal. But Josh Wallace is a, a really interesting one to me. He's played at a little bit of a lower level there at UMass, um, but has played a ton of games, 39 games, 2,197 defensive snaps over four seasons, has a ton of experience. And then you talk about as well the ties that he has to Michigan, which are seemingly endless the more you dig and dig and dig on this guy. Don Brown's his head coach over at UMass. Steve Casula, former Michigan analyst, is the offensive coordinator. Mike McCray, former Michigan captain and linebacker, is the outside linebackers coach. The wide receivers coach and recruiting coordinator at UMass is Ryan Partridge, cousin of Chris Partridge, Michigan's linebackers coach. He played with Olu Oluwatimi in high school. Uh, he played basketball with Hunter Dickinson in high school at the Dematha Catholic. So plenty of ties there. Um, and, and again, it just shows that that Michigan is looking for that second corner opposite of Will Johnson. And at the very least, somebody who could contribute if you need him to. He may not win the job in fall camp or, or throughout the season. Um, but if they're able to bring him in, you know, I think that would just add to a room that that is a bit of a question mark at this point. But your guys thoughts on uh, Josh Wallace receiving an offer? My number one thought is that uh, this is going to be a done deal, right? He's coming here to campus, probably going to commit. So I'd be stunned if he wasn't uh, in this on this team next year. Uh, number two, I think he's more depth. You know, he's not one of those guys that's going to come right in and start, but he's going to compete and he's going to push everybody. And it speaks to the fact that they think they need another guy there. So, you know, ideally, Jaden McBurrows and Jair Hill and all those guys, you're thinking, and Morian Walker, you're like, wow, we are loaded, you know, at the cornerback position. And uh, these guys all had huge springs, but, uh, you know, we saw Morian Walker still has some work to do. It certainly doesn't mean that he's not going to be good, but uh, you know what? Too much depth is not a bad thing. So bring him in, let him compete and see what happens. Uh, If he's a good culture fit, you take him and, uh, and hope that he helps your team. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Don Brown over at UMass, potentially uh, 
so he's the player to be named later in the Don Brown trade. So, um, yeah, I mean, for for me, assuming they were they're able to close the deal, I think that that room just sorely needs another body in it. I mean, you don't look at it as, yeah, the number two cornerback job is is a question mark and something that they're going to try and sort out here uh, in fall camp when it approaches. But you know, you can raise the floor of that room just by adding more competition. I mean, I, I just. I don't want to say they don't have the bodies there, but they don't have the proven bodies there. And you're talking about a guy that's played thousands of snaps at the college level. Um, again, we know that Will Johnson is coming off an off season surgery and we'll actually, I believe we'll talk to him uh, some point in the next couple of days uh, at one of these camps, but we'll see how his recovery is going, but you just need to kind of raise the floor of that room a little bit. It's, it's not at all. unlike when, you know, you bring in a Jack Tuttle or an Alan Bowman, you know, a guy that has played a lot of snaps at the college level. And, you know, maybe he doesn't start for you, but uh, he, he adds competition. And I think that that's what that room needs right now, because, you know, we've been talking about all off season. Oh, well, they penciled in a Morian Walker as a starter right off the bat. Well, they need more competition than that because he didn't look like he was quite ready for that uh, when we saw him in the spring game. So you add him to a room with a Morian Walker, you add him with Jaden McBurrows, add him with Miles Pollard and some of these other guys that they have. And, you, know, you let them go from there. So yeah, the fact that uh, I'm not surprised that the pursuit remains on a cornerback because to me, I think by far, when you look at all these position groups on their roster that we believe are championship caliber, I don't think that group is quite there yet. So add another body. That would be awesome if they're able to find a way to get that done. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Definitely, yeah, and I like all, I feel like they could piece something together you know, with Jaden McBurrows, Amorian Walker, Jair Hill, maybe even Miles Pollard. But it does feel like each of those guys is almost a year away from being more of an impact type of player. Um, and I, again, I think they could be solid there. But when you're a team that could be one piece away from winning a, a championship again and, and maybe winning a national championship, you're going to you know, go out and, and try to plug a hole i mean you did it at kicker they've done it at countless positions this offseason they even maybe did it to a, a more you know higher extent than we even thought they needed to on the offensive line you have tons of depth there so they're definitely willing to plug some holes and then the the scholarship people out there that are always asking about scholarship numbers it just somehow works its way out and some guys obviously uh you know able to pay for their tuition via nil and things like that but this is uh and it's interesting too with with michigan they're not only a talented team, but they just have a lot of scholarship type of players as well. Uh, I'd be interested to see how other teams are doing that across the country. I assume something similar, uh, but there are going to be a lot of options for this Michigan team this fall. And I think if, if Josh Wallace is one of those, uh, you know, he could contribute. He's in Norman uh, for a visit to Oklahoma right now. So kind of see how that plays out. But um, yeah, we'll see how uh, Michigan progresses here when they get him on campus. Um Let's move on to our next topic, which is Colston Loveland uh, today on with John Jansen, who, Chris, you were just on the phone with, talking to him for the football preview. John um, Jansen, that is not Colston Loveland. 
Yes, you're just yep. on the phone with John Jansen. But Colson Love, one of the best I- ever to wear the uniform, by the way, and uh, an unbelievable guy. Just want to yeah. plug JJJ. So, no doubt, and check his podcast out in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Colson Loveland and Davis Warren on today. But Colson Loveland, um, we'll talk about one of his comments here. One, he's up to 248 pounds. Uh, is going to be, he said, hopefully to 253 by the time fall camp starts. So. I know we had some people really asking about what's Colston Loveland's weight. Well, he talked about it today. Um, but he had an interesting quote when John Jansen asked him about the identity of the Michigan offense. And here is his quote. Um, it's Michigan football, and we're going to keep playing how we've been playing. We're definitely going to run the rock. We've got a great O-line, great running backs, great receivers for blocking on the perimeter. But I think we're definitely going to spark a little more in the past game this year, especially building the chemistry we have J.J. all offseason, referring to J.J. being healthy as opposed to last year. Uh, I think we're going to sling it around the yard a little bit more. Uh, so my question to you guys on that is, and it's one thing for one player to say that, you know, I mean, I'd be interested to hear Jim Harbaugh's thoughts. And, you know, even those, I think he says things for certain reasons, you know, especially in the offseason at times. But do you guys believe that that will end up being the case when this season is over, that Michigan will, uh, you know, raise its output uh, in the past game? I do. I don't think it's going to be air JJ, but I do think that with a running game like this, your play action game should be better. And you've got the numbers, right? Clay, don't you go back. I mean, with play action, how much they connected on last year. And Yeah. Um, and I can look it up right now, but JJ led the country uh, in, play action yards per attempt according there to you have it see and that's but that's he did a, not attempt he didn't attempt many of them he's right, way down but, there in terms of, of attempts there so that's exactly right and so i want to see more of that right when you are dominating on the ground like that and and for sure you know continue to run the ball i i've said it a million times you know everybody's like oh, i want throw 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 i'm like there's nothing sexier in football than running over somebody for 400 yards rushing and just dominating people up front with your offensive line, period, end of story to me. You know what? You want to take away the fourth quarter of that Ohio State game a couple of years ago and just start slinging the ball? Or do you want to watch Hassan Haskins completely emasculate the Ohio State defense the way he did? And then for good measure, leap a guy at the five-yard line. You know, it's like, all right, I've been pounding you, pounding you, pounding you. Now I'm going to leap over you, you know, sit down, you know what, have a Gatorade. So it was, uh, to me – Though I love the I love the idea of more play action, and I think that this team is going to be able to do that. Uh, JJ, uh, I've said so many things about JJ. Uh, this kid is just a winner, and and the fact that he doesn't care how much he's throwing as long as they win speaks volumes to me. You know, you could see it in Cade McNamara's body language sometimes when the Washington game a couple of years ago, he was frustrated that they weren't throwing more. I'm like, well, too bad. You know what? It's time to uh, go out there and and. You know, and he didn't complain about it openly, but you could kind of see it. Uh, JJ McCarthy is just like, yeah, let's let's smash him. Even in the TCU press conferences before the game, he's like, we're going to play smash him on the football, and we're going to run it down your throat. And then when they ask him to throw, guess what? Uh, you know, he he, he saw three hundred twenty-four yards or whatever it was passing. So, uh, but I think he's going to take a huge step this year. They've got some weapons. I am interested to see if they do have a, a true number one receiver. If Cornelius Johnson can get to be that thousand-yard guy, but. Uh, all in all, this should be one fantastic offense. Yeah, and you look at it too. I think so often when people talk about, well, what's you know, John and, and Tom Crawford talked about on their show last night, you know, the whole man ball thing and, you know, what, but if you're going to increase the passing output, what does that look like? And I say, why can't you have both? And I think this offense will is built to do both. Um, starting with Colston Loveland, I think that 
so often we're we talk about who's going to be the go-to receiver on this team who's going to be that guy that you know one of those gotta have it situations can move the chains for them and I think it's kind of just staring us right in the face. I mean, Colston Loveland's the guy that's going to play in line. He's going to play in the slot. They played him a little bit at, at boundary wide receiver uh, for a few snaps last year. And I believe in this, in the spring game as well. Um, so that's a guy to me, I think that, you know, we talk about what Colston Loveland can bring. If he physically um, has made the strides that, that he says he has and that the program has asked of him to me, I don't think there's any question that, he can kind of be your go-to guy uh, in those types of situations. And, you know, in reference to the passing game too, I went back and looked at this, I believe it was either yesterday or the day before, uh, you know, what types of, of statistics or numbers have national championship winning quarterbacks put up in recent years. And I, I don't think that Michigan needs the gaudy numbers from JJ McCarthy that, you know, a lot of people think he thinks he might need. I mean, Jake Coker from Alabama, 2015 through for 3,100 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight picks. I mean, I'm not holding, I think JJ McCarthy is a way better quarterback than that, but you know, you have your Deshaun Watsons and your, your Joe Burrows and your Mac Jones is in there who have put up these video game type numbers, but those teams are so success were so successful because they could also, they could also run the football. They could control the line of scrimmage. So uh, for me, I think that they will inherently take a step forward in the passing game because I do think just another another year of experience in this system for the starting quarterback, I think is so huge. I don't think there will be as much, you know, quote unquote meat left on the bone, but um, you know, if you just improve on the margins there, I feel like we've been talking about this all off season, you know, can we get, can we finally break that single season touchdown mark? I mean, 25 touchdowns uh, in a season is, is fairly pedestrian now by, um, by, you know, modern college football standards. So you know, you want to see them be a little more aggressive. I'd like to see them push the ball towards the end zone a little bit more. Um, you know, when we talk about using those tight ends and some of the bigger wide receivers they have. But, uh, you know, I don't know that the the statistics, the numbers will look that much better. But when we when the dust clears on this season, I think that this passing game will be more efficient. And I, you know, I'll say it, too. I think they'll be a little more consistently explosive as opposed to kind of disappearing at times. Yeah, Michigan only threw the ball last year 26.4 times for game uh, per game, 114th in the country, and I believe second to least in the Big Ten behind Minnesota, uh, which also had a really good run game. So I don't think it's going to be – I think they're going to throw a little bit more this year, and I think that's because they probably would have last year if it worked a little bit more at times. There were four games in a row – where J.J. was 53% completion percentage or worse in the Big Ten. One of those was Ohio State, which he was 50, completely fine. He was fantastic in that game. But the three games before that, they really didn't get much going in the passing game, which was kind of why so many people were surprised by what they did through the air against Ohio State with some of those big plays. Colston Loveland's touchdown being one of them. Uh, but I think he's going to be a lot better. And, and Colston talked about this as well, outside of just that quote. But just the fact that they've had – they're going to have J.J. all, all offseason as the starter and as a guy who's fully healthy. Um, and I think that's going to pay dividends for these guys, too, including the wide receivers, which, yeah, there's no first-round type of guy there. There's probably not even a guy that could go maybe in the first four rounds. You know, we'll see maybe with a Roman Wilson or something like that. But, uh, you know, the chemistry is going to be there. J.J. is going to take a big step forward. And I think if it's working, like I think it'll work, then uh, I think they'll go to it a little bit more and that's when we're going to see that those attempts go up probably 
a little bit closer to 30. Not much more than that, maybe, but um, I, I I don't think they're going to sling it around the yard, as Colston Loveland said. Uh, but he did add the you know caveat a little more, so I, I would agree with that. Um, anything else on on this before we move on? Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about our last topic, which we had a great thread on our message board and I forget who posted it. So I do apologize. I'll look it up uh, as you guys are talking, but basically what do you want to see in the first six games of this season uh, that will make you more confident that Michigan is a contender in the national picture here Um, in, in all sorts of good comments, all sorts of good feedback over on the Ford, our premium message board. Uh, and these were the four things that that I identified as something that would make me more confident uh, that Michigan, you know, can and will contend in that second half of the season. And not saying that they have to do this for me to think there's a chance of that, uh, but things that would make me feel a little bit better. One is winning all six games. Uh, two is staying healthy. You know, no major injuries in that regard. But three, and these are really the two most important beyond those those two requisites. Um, the offensive line is just as good or close to as good. Uh, the defense is, you know, has taken a step forward from last year, especially in the pass rush department. And then the fourth thing uh, would be that JJ McCarthy's taken a step forward in his development. I think he's going to do that as well, but would like to see it uh, a little bit more earlier in the season. Um, you know, but those would be the things I would identify. And then I would go into that second half thinking, okay, I think this Michigan team is going to be right there at the end. And, and again, you could still see some some question marks there and believe that they're going to work things out because that Michigan team last year at the Maryland game was not the same one that took the field at Ohio State two years ago when they almost lost to Rutgers or they go and, and win by three points at Nebraska. That wasn't the same team that ran all over Ohio State. You're going to progress and improve throughout the season, find your identity. So, you know, none of this is to say that that's not going to be the case, even if we don't see some big time improvement in these areas. Uh, but what what do you guys have to say to to that? What what do they you want to see in that first half of the season to to lead you believe that uh, or lead you to be more confident that this is going to be a national contender? Yeah, I think you summed it up. You know, stop the run, obviously, and uh, all the cliche stuff. And but the offensive line one's a good one. You know, I responded to that question just at six wins. I don't care how they get them. You know, when you're going to Nebraska and Minnesota, I think are, are both those teams in the first six games. Yeah, it'll be games five two. and six. Yep. Yeah, so just went on the road. You know, it's harder than people think, and it's you know, ah, they're so much better than them. And you know, and people are saying the same thing about Penn State. I don't think if. People who haven't been to Penn State and seen that crowd and how hard it is to communicate there and stuff like that don't really understand, I think, how hard it is to work there, even at, win there, even if you have a better team. Excuse me. So um, that, to me, is number one. Uh, yeah, number two, the passing game a little bit better, at least for the playoffs, right? Uh, because we've seen that Ohio State gave Georgia a better game than I think Michigan would have, and I think it's because of their passing game. Uh, we will never know because Michigan laid an egg against t- TCU, but I think that they need a, a little bit more a dynamic passing game. So they don't have that number one receiver again, like Amaro Manningham or Braylon Edwards, Anthony Carter, guys like that. And if you don't, then you are going to be relying on your 
Colston Lublin's your tight ends a little bit more. I think AJ Barner is going to surprise some people too. I think this mm-hmm. kid's going to be really good. I think people are, are sleeping on him a little bit. So uh, that's where it starts to me. I agree on the pass rush clay. You don't want to be sending guys all over the place like they were last year. Like Jesse Minter said, we had to blitz a little more than we thought we were going to. Unfortunately, I think the interior pass rush will be better. And I think guys like Braden McGregor, Derek Moore, Josiah Stewart are going to bring more from the edges. So that to me is what I want to see. Uh, but I can't wait to see it, guys. You know what? I'm not wishing my summer away, but I just talked to John Jansen about this, and I said it feels like when we were coming your teams, you know, the expectations, the culture, everything else, it's Michigan football again. Yeah, I think both of you guys have kind of hit on the ones that I would have circled. So I'll just kind of I'll, I'll double down on all that and also say this. You know, those first six games, I think, you know, similar, similar to last year, um, I think you kind of want to see a team – come out and just hammer right away and sort of be on that war path. I mean, a lot of people are going to, um, this is a team that's going to be favored in every single game. Uh, I think that there are going to be people that knock, you know, we already see it. Heather Dinich is right back at it, knocking the non-conference schedule, despite the fact that all of the sec schools are most of them that are in bed with, uh, with ESPN play as worse or, or, or as bad or worse, a non-conference schedule. I just want to see them come out and be aggressive. Um, you know, I think that we know that they're going to be able to kind of run all, you know, run on these these first batch of teams that they'll play. So when we talk about the fact that you're going to have to be a little more, um, a little more dynamic on offense, uh, you know, with the passing game, you know, don't be afraid to to not win a game by 40 points. Maybe win it by 31 points instead by, you know, giving those guys the work they need to round this into form. Because I think it, you know, your mentality being what it is, where you want to control line of scrimmage, run the football. That's, that's not ever going away, but I think that just becomes all the more dangerous if you can do the other stuff well too. So honing in on the details, um, you know, there actually was quite a bit of juice for those, those non-conference games because there was still a quarterback battle going on. I mean, I, I think you could kind of feel that the intensity was high, um, you know, right out of the gate. And, you know, there's less of those storylines this year, but you want to see a team that's hungry. That's not, you know, resting on what it's done the last two seasons. Uh, I think that they can quote unquote coast through this season, but I don't think they can afford to coast through a game or through the non-conference. I, I do think that they do need to come out and be aggressive. And, you know, you want to answer all those questions uh, that you guys laid out uh, so eloquently. Yeah. In that first point, too, the just winning all six, as CB, you kind of alluded to as well, like it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. The The non-conference games are easy, but as Anthony, you mentioned, I mean, Heather Dinich fails to to recognize that the SEC plays eight conference games. They, they all play FCS teams, so it's not that big of a deal. And two, you have Rutgers at home. You should take care of that. Although Rutgers has given them, spooked them a little bit, you know, whether it was leading at halftime last year or – uh, nearly winning at the big house in 2021 against a team that ended up winning the big 10 championship that you get out of that. But then those two road games, you get out of those, those first six games and you move on to the rest of your schedule, which, which lightens up a little bit in the middle there. Uh, then I think you feel really good about this team, regardless of kind of how they do it. Like I think one of those two games, I've said this in the past on the road against Minnesota and Nebraska will be fairly close. And I, I'm fine with that. Like as long as they get out in, you know, with a win there. So I don't think, you know, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't take anything away from this team if they win those first six, you know, any which way. 
Yeah, and Heather, do your homework. You know, quit being an SEC show, okay? Uh, it's getting old. You know what? And it's just uh, – I'm tired of hearing that narrative. So there you have it. Bam. Lay the hammer down. <laughs> Heather, come on the podcast. We'd love to chat with you. Yeah, yeah. We would. I would bring Absolutely. her on. We'd, yeah, I'd, I'd get all my research on every schedule in the country. Absolutely, and, yeah. And go through it. Because I was looking at even ESPN.com. You know, Michigan's schedule is, I think – 17th toughest in the country or something like that or it's within that top 25 and when you play in a division like the big tennis and part of it too is like all the teams that are at the top there are michigan state rutgers maryland yeah because they have to play michigan ohio state penn state michigan doesn't have to play itself so that helps with your schedule but you can't apologize for being a good team and not having to play one of the top teams in the big 10 so heather 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 thinks you have to yeah why don't they come on heather yeah well, they did in the spring game, I guess. Michigan won that game, so That's they should right. get credit for that. But, exactly. There you have um, all right. Well, that, I think, is going to be our show for this week. Make sure to like the video. If you want Michigan to win its first national championship since 1997, when John Jansen, who's gotten a few shout-outs in this podcast, uh, was playing. So hit that thumbs-up button. Hit the subscribe button as well on our channel. Make sure to check us out at thewolverine.com. Premium access, just 30 bucks, $29.99 for the next six months. So that will take you through, uh, you know, into that football season. So go and do that. Also, head to our Twitter account. We have it pinned at the top, but our flash sale for the uh, Michigan Football Preview Magazine, 160 pages. Save 13 bucks right now by pre-ordering. You're going to get it anyway. Pre-order it now. Don't worry about it. It'll show up at your house. When it prints, you'll get it before everybody else. So go and do that right now and we will see everyone next time.